0: Indianapolis Colts versus the Eagles first half recap coming at you right now. There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to. i am always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there, and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Here's Jamal Lawrence, and I'm Eric Smith, your host, of the Colts Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, subscribe, and comment below if you are on YouTube. It really helps us out. It's all free, it uh, benefits all the Colts Nation. You guys got it. Look, let's get right into it. It's a little past halftime as we're recording this episode. The Annapolis Colts, I think they're currently up 17 to 13 on the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. So they're balling out right now, but we decided to give you guys content as soon as we could. Uh, the starters got to play the first half mostly, uh, especially our offense. Uh, the Eagles sat most of their starters, if not all, tonight. Um, got to see a lot of fringe players too on the Colts, uh, you know, make a considerable uh, considerable impact. So the coaches could see if, you know, hey, should we put this guy put this guy in our 53 man roster? So, Jamal, let's get right into it. I know who I want
0: to start out with first, and I'm sure you got the same person in mind. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Richardson himself, Mr. AR five, stepping on the field for the first time officially for us. I won't say the first time, but at least with the full first half it was exciting to see. Yeah. What did he in this finish? I think six for 17, 78 yards passing. 5 carries 38 yards I believe man uh it, it wasn't too bad
1: uh again another rough box score for yeah. Anthony Richardson you you see 17 throws and six completions and you know the fan who didn't watch this game you'd be like oh wow he must have been inaccurate tonight but we we got to talk about it cuz i believe i mean it looked like his composure was on full display tonight uh, it felt like he was in control of the offense. Um, definitely some mistakes in there. Um, you know, the first drive, I, he could have had even more rushing yards. He, he that third and I think it was third and fifteen, he converted off a scramble. But Quinn Nelson, two back to back penalties, really stalled that drive out, uh, real ugly. Um, but yeah, what do you think of Richardson? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, man, I, I thought I thought that uh, the numbers really don't indicate what he did, man. He has some zip on some of those balls he was throwing. A couple of them were a little high, you know, but again, he put them in a place where, for example, on that first drive, uh, he had that high ball to MPJ, uh, you know, that, that was very high. But when I think about Michael Pittman Jr., that's that's a pass where he put it up somewhere where only his receiver could catch the ball, uh, essentially. Uh, it was a little bit higher than what Pittman can do. It was but pretty noticed, high. It was pretty high. But what I noticed what he does with Pittman, is he 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 lots him up you know because when we think about the josh downs throw he did just uh i think it was the fourth drive, the last drive they were on the field that was a dot i mean he threw it directly to uh to Downs's hands yeah i mean it was too fast for downs as a matter of fact so i think that him and mpj may have a little connection of where they like try to get that ball high uh just because i feel like i've seen him dotted straight in the in the numbers with downs dotted straight in numbers with grandson both two shorter players when we're talking about a six plus michael pittman jr so
1: no, I, I guess I could see that. But they they do look like they're sailing too high. And, yeah, it does seem like it's only with Michael Pittman that he's doing that with. So I wonder if that's his, that's what he's trying to do. But, hey, I, I'm not too mad about it. Like, I know he's not going to be perfect out there. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Josh Downs because that last bullet that we saw right before the half – I mean, that was a perfect throw to
0: him, right? Mm-hmm. That was a dart. I don't know. I mean, I think it was too fast. I don't think he expected it to zip? be coming out that quick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I don't know. I I really think, like, if it hits your hands like that in stride, like you you got to bring it down. Um, I feel like it. There was another throw too. Maybe maybe it was that throw, but another one that popped out of a popped out of his hands earlier. In that first half.
0: Um, I think that was the only one, but I could be mistaken.
1: Either way, not the night you want to see for Josh Downs. Um, but his connection with Kylan Granson, mm-hmm. them things have been on point. I don't know if you saw, I mean, he had a nice catch. I think it was kind of down the scene, down the sideline near the hash. Um, he Kylan Granson went up and grabbed that thing. It it was a good throw but it was even better catch. Um, and then, like, a play or two later, you saw Anthony Richardson just completely evade a sack. And, like, he made a throw to Kylan Granson with a defender all over him. And I don't know how he got that ball out, but it would have been a great play if Granson could have could have secured it. I know it touched the ground a little, so, so they called it incomplete. But, I mean, you're talking about somebody who created magic. Out of that play, that was exceptional to me.
0: Um, and yeah, especially thinking about, I mean, he like pumped it the first, the first throw before he was halfway to the ground, then he let it go at the, I mean, the literal very last second he possibly could have, and it still had enough zip to get to him. And again, it hit the ground, but I mean, still, I mean, I I, I don't think many people could have been able to make that throw when they're, when they have no, you know, no feet, no hips, no nothing to help them. That was just straight arm,
1: right? And, Again, another play right after he evades another sack. Couldn't convert the run to a first down, but still got some positive yards out of it. Uh, I think that's the drive we converted a field goal, too. So just getting those extra yards for your kicker, it, it helps out. Um, but, I mean, just just based off that drive, I, I forget. It was the fifth drive, I think. You, you take in Richardson's size, strength, and speed. It, it's a really tough ass for the linebacker who's blitzing, they were blitzing on that play to bring this 245, 250-pound, 6'4 quarterback down. I don't know. If we're being completely honest, that's just a lot. And it it was on full display. You know, people were downplaying his, his low pressure to sack ratio when he was in college. I think it was under 10%, which is absolutely amazing. It just shows, you know, you can evade sacks you can extend plays when pressure's on you. And people were just like, ah, it's college. But it, it was on display tonight, and it shows that that's going to – I mean, that's going to keep our offensive line.
0: Like, yeah, That right in that situation, what happens yeah. – it's, it's over. He getting hit. And I honestly feel like those kind of plays are, are kind of what happened with Quentin Nelson, not so much that false start, but that hold he had where he's going back to that first drive where Richardson was able to evade you know, the pocket and, and go for that scramble. Well, Nelson, I'm sure in his mind he's used to blocking for quarterbacks who don't have any mobility, so <laughs> he was just holding on for dear life, trying to hope that the play that extended was a out a little call. bit. Yeah, I know, I know. Wait, um, we don't want to see it. You know, we hate to see it, especially on, on our high dollar offensive lineman himself. Um, but that's just an example of where where we have to remember that Richardson has the ability to just evade the pocket. And the same one, like you just said, Eric, where he has the ability to evade the pocket and and make a big play off of something, whether that be he contains a scramble or he lets the ball out the last second before he crosses that line of scrimmage. I mean, he definitely has the ability to draw, to suck in that coverage. And and again, I mean, even linebackers going up on him one-on-one, I'm taking Richardson. I'm taking him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he literally makes those... I, I, I don't care if it's the backup unit for the Eagles. I mean you have to play to Anthony Richardson essentially. He controls that offense. He's controlling the tempo. I mean that I, I saw on a few plays he 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 just made the linebackers freeze and and that opens up the field for other players. Like I, I think it was it was the second drive might have been third, but Andrew Ogletree was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, he he caught his first pass, bulldozing over defenders after an RPO play? And it was because that linebacker had to freeze it. They thought Anthony Richardson was going to take off. Opening up the field, giving giving opportunities to to playmakers. I, you know, I, I, I'm loving it. You no, know, yeah.
0: I'm loving it. <laughs> and I like how you talked about that freezing up because when you think back to that third drive, uh, where um, where Hull had to run the ball three times to, to get that touchdown, they finally gave to him at the last time. But on that, on the very last play where he actually did get the touchdown, if you watch that slow mo replay, they did Richardson held on to that ball. I mean, to the very, I thought he was gonna pull it. Looking at the replay, I almost thought that man, he meant to pull it, but it just so happened that Hull <laughs> had enough grip on it that he let it go. But yeah. that's that's what we talk about when you freeze up the linebacker. That's the goal line setting, so I know that's a little bit different. But could you imagine that being like the 20 or the 25 yard line? where he holds the ball that long to where he could pull it. At that point, that linebacker's thinking one of two things. Oh, shit, I just made the wrong call, or boom, I'm here for the right call. And and that's that's just a, a threat that I don't want to have to make as a linebacker to think Mm-mm. that, oh, I pressured Hull, so now I'm going to miss on a Richardson, or I decided to ride Richardson because he rode that, you know, that fake so long and then let it go at the very last second.
1: Yeah, uh, having a mobile quarterback – I, you know, I haven't, I I haven't felt this in a, in a long time because, you know, of our past three or four quarterbacks we've had, but having a mobile quarterback is different and teams have to account for it. They have to play honest defense. I, I just think we're going to be so much better. Our offense is going to be so much better than last year's, as long as he can keep the turnovers to a minimal, mm-hmm. you know, we saw some, you know, I think he had one potential interception play. I think he stared down Michael Pittman yeah. way too long, tried to zip it in there. Defender was all over it, just just read the quarterback's eyes. That should have been an interception. Um, that can easily be one. That can easily actually be a pick six for the type of play it was. Um, glad it didn't happen, but that 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 was one of Richardson's mistakes tonight.
0: Yeah, he had one more, too. It was down when he threw a ball into the end zone. I forgot uh, who it was, but it was two of our guys. I, I wish I would have um, stopped it to see exactly who it was. But they kind of crossed it right by the pot or maybe between the pylon and like the hash. And it was just a, a pass where it could have been picked off. Um, we because we have both our players crossing at the same time and the defenders are right there. So we just got lucky with that one, too. That was more of a forced pass where he's showing, he, you know, he's showing that arm strength and that zipping. He has the ability to get it there but we got to be at a pinpoint and I, I i hate those risky passes whenever we're in a situation in a scoring mm-hmm. position so right uh, that's one thing to look at
1: i know the exact play you're talking about he zipped it into it looked like double covers
0: just with yeah
1: so many players there but yeah it, it felt forced but it got there real quick oh yeah um but you know six for 17 not great as far as a completion percentage but boy i really i want to I, I want to talk about our wide receiver group because I felt like they were not helping him at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to talk about your favorite player, Alec
0: Pierce. That's your boy, you, the one who couldn't create any separate se- <laughs> separation. I mean, he had a couple opportunities and he couldn't get the first play, the first play of the game. And they said, We can go all out, we can give it to Pierce, and no separation, man. I, listen, all I'm saying is that what I heard. All offseason was he was working on yoga, working on that route, working on this, working on that to to be to be more nimble, to be at a breakaway. But I didn't see that. And based off the videos we saw, you know, during training or during that joint practice, he looked like he was creating some separation. But that was not happening today. Not happening.
1: I don't know. Uh, He must got the preseason jitters or something, (laughs) because my boy, he's every time he gets targeted. Yeah, he's got a contested catch on his hands, Mm -hmm. which. For Alec Pierce, he's probably in the you know out of all the receivers on our team, he's he's probably got one of the higher contested catch rates, you know, on yeah. our team. But still, man, it it is not great to see. Um, really, like the best connection was Kylan Grantson and Richardson tonight. Mm-hmm. Like we saw him trying to feed Michael Pittman a lot, which is reminiscent of last season. You know, Michael Pittman was that wide receiver one hauling in a lot of targets. However, yeah, some of those were sailing way too high, um, but overall, Richardson just, just this offensive system built around him, I think, looked really good tonight. Just with the RPO game, the zone reads, uh, even just we're you know we're running the ball a good bit. Like you know, he carried it five times with the other running backs, Evan Hold, Deion Jackson. They got ten carries apiece. You know, I'm seeing a lot of downfield bombs downfield shots all of them were basically to alec pierce but you know we're pushing the ball downfield it's good to see man it's it's really good to see
0: yeah it is good to see and 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 not to mention i mean we talked about that five for 38 for those carries for richardson there were other opportunities he had where he could have just jetted off too where i'm sure he was working on his composure and not not trying to you know just scramble whenever he gets the opportunity to but there were plenty of times i saw where i'm like Dude, just take off, go get seven, eight yards, and then go out of bounds. You know what I mean? Like you. you but we went for other shots, and I'm not mad at him. You know, I'm not mad at the, the play call. But I, I like to see that even when they're pressing the box, that where they were, there were still opportunities for him to, you know, step up and and even dart out of that pocket if he absolutely needed to. I, and I like to think that maybe in a maybe in a two minute drill situation or something like that, where we're trying to get quick yards to try to get in the field goal position, maybe he would have just jetted off for four or five yards and then got out of bounds to stop the clock versus eating up six seconds of hoping somebody gets open and then you throw an incomplete pass or risk an interception. Right. So,
1: offensive line also didn't look too bad tonight. You know, after Quinn Nelson got whatever yeah. mojo was was in him, I don't know what that was, but yeah, he was. That first drive. Look, if, if you hear an offensive line, line's n- <laughs> name, um, throughout the drive, they're usually it's usually not for a good reason. <laughs> um, it's usually a bad reason. But yeah, Anthony Richardson, I, I'm I'm happy we have him. I, yeah. I sat there and I was just like, I'm glad we don't have Will Levis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need no
0: lifetime supply of mayonnaise. No, no, get out of here. <laughs> about to head to our defense now? Yeah, but before we do, man, let's let's go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor today, Manscaped. So today we're here with the sponsor uh, for your Bounce and Bundle of Joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like your babies, your delicate. Little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your, your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at Manscaped.com and use our code ColtsCast for 20% off plus free shipping. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. Uh, they designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with Elite products inside this Platinum Package. You'll find the Lawn 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and The Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker, Nose and Ear, Hair Trimmer Feature, Proprietary Advanced Skin Safe Technology, Protect Your Delicate Parts and Holes, Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off with free shipping uh, with the code ColtsCast at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use code ColtsCast. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Guys, remember, you can use that code on anything on their website. You don't have to just get this. The, the Weed Whacker or the, the, the Platinum Package. Anything on that side, you can use it. And you can use it more than once. So go ahead on there and make it happen. Eric and I use these products every single day. They're life-changing. Let's go ahead and jump into that defense, though. I don't, I don't have that much facial hair. I can't uh, use it every day. You can't. But you, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying the shaving, but they got the ball toner. Oh, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> all that Yeah, everything.
1: I got everything. Yeah. Let, let's talk about this defense. Jamal, who was who standing out for you?
0: You know, I... I gotta say my, my hometown Philly boy, uh Zaire Franklin. I, I was I, I I got a little nervous the first team at first, to be honest with you, especially going against their second team for what it was worth. Uh I was like, all right, they're not we're not looking too much to the uh putting up too much of a fight. But Zaire, I really liked the way he stepped up towards the after the first and second drive. I mean, I think he got broke on one play on the second drive, I believe it was, but he kind of bounced back from there. I think he ended with four tackles at the first, at the end of the first half, so he looked good, but also like Dallas Flowers towards the to end of the first half. I mean, he had two pretty big plays for him. They threw two passes towards me, broke up both of them, so I like to see that just because we still know at this time with our cornerback situation, we don't know exactly what's going on, so I need people like Dallas Flowers to step up uh, and, and, and be that guy whenever we can, so it was very promising to see his energy was at a high level today
1: yeah i like Zaire franklin he had a really good pass breakup um i don't know if you talked about that but he had a great pass breakup uh, in, in the middle of the field i really liked it you know he's he's known for his great tackling ability but in coverage he he was making plays tonight um cornerback group Darrell baker and dallas flowers were both st- stepping up Darrell baker jr I don't know how he doesn't make the cut. I I think he definitely is there. Uh, I like Jalen Jones still. Mm-hmm. I I think we have our cornerback group settled, which we'll probably talk about in the next episode or two. But boy, they they were showing out tonight. Julian Blackman. Um, did does he not know he he already on the roster? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not the proof. Oh, that man acting like he he trying to make a roster spot tonight. He was actually <laughs> everywhere. Like for yeah. one, like for four straight downs, this man was in the play, like doing something, whether it was tackling, breaking it up, helping with the tight. He was doing something. I'm like, man, what is all going on? So I, I, I love seeing Julian Blackman out there just grinding. Um, you know, Diodangbo, another sack. Looking good, Tyquan Lewis and McTelvin Agum. They also swallowed Tanner Mackey up for a sack. So it's good to see that our defense is generating pressure with this base four three defense. You know, we're we're not sending a lot of blitzes. It's it's that Gus Bradley defense, and I think he's got this squad right for the for his second year under the belt. You know, if you can generate pressure with just four, and I think you're in good shape,
0: right? oh yeah oh yeah i, I want to see that consistent pressure like you said man because they were looking good there were a couple plays where i was like "Oh, right we're not getting the pressure we need but i felt like after there was a play where we weren't generating enough pressure the very next play them dudes were in the backfield hitting somebody so that's that's all i want to see i think they're recognizing you know when those small mistakes may happen or maybe not even a mistake but maybe how they lost that battle against that offensive lineman and then the next very next play they come back and show up and show out so i like what we saw with them
1: and i also think I mean, yes, they gave up a touchdown on, on the opening drive, but let's not forget our special teams. Yeah. We had a missed tackle, which led to like a 60, 65-yard. I think it was actually more than that. It might have been like a 70-yard kickoff return, which put them in a short field position. Yeah, it's Marcus Mariota and the backups, but, hey, it it's tough when you only have 20 yards to play with. Um, other than that, you know, and in the half, it was seventeen to thirteen. So they just they held them to field goals, other than that. So really that that's a negative on our special teams, which you know, mo- more times likely than not. It you know, they're not gonna miss that tackle. Right, right. And he's not gonna be able to r- run to the opposite side and go fifty on us. So I'm not too worried about that, but uh people I think were overreacting about that opening drive touchdown to the backup. So
0: yeah. Oh, overall, man, uh, just a, a real good first half for offense and defense. Like I said, I like I uh, like a lot of what we saw. I really don't care that it was the second group that was out there for for the Eagles. What I care about is the first group for our team looked good. I saw what I what I like to say consistency across the board for our players. I, some of the biggest things, though, like we talked about here earlier during the off season, is. Really want to see this wide receiver core elevate, especially when we have we're still shaky at the running back position. Obviously, we know there's a lot going on between now and Tuesday. Um, and so we didn't we're even gonna... talk about Jonathan yeah. Taylor. I'm <laughs> yeah. letting y'all know right
1: now. I ain't talking about it until that yeah. deadline.
0: Right, right. We'll we'll discuss that next week. All I'm saying with that is that you know, with that still being an issue, I need this wide receiver core to be top notch. You know, because because when they were talking about. And again, not to get into JT, but when I was watching the Amazon Prime cast, uh, it was it was Kirk and out. They were talking about, you know, what these other teams say. They mentioned the Bills. They mentioned the, um, the Bengals, the uh, the Chiefs. You know, they mentioned all these teams and, and what they mentioned. They said they may not have what they call, quote, an elite running back, but they have an elite quarterback and have an elite receiving core right now we got to have an elite receiving core to be able to function without missing pieces on our team so we really need these guys to step up at a time like right now um and 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 I know they'll get better as the season goes on but for us to be even in those talks of how what's reaching Anthony Richardson's potential we got to have everybody else reaching their full potential to help elevate that game for us on the offensive side of the ball We'll see if that will happen because uh,
1: looking at tonight, I think our wide receiver group definitely took a dip in production. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, our leading receiver was Kylan Granson, uh, and That was off two targets. So, yeah. you know, I'm not going to overreact. It's preseason. Oh, but yeah. It was the last preseason game. So, you know, we have to head into Jacksonville with, with these stats, with this information, with this evidence. But Again, I'm not gonna overreact. I, I think they can put it all together. We saw them, you know, a few games last year, like completely ball out with with Matt Ryan and and mm-hmm. and Jeff Saturday as the head. You know, like <laughs> I, I I think <laughs> I think we we have to wait till regular season to see Shane Steichen really get into his bag. Yeah, really
0: yeah. get into it. Agreed. I think he did look more comfortable today though, even when he was like kind of on the sidelines doing his thing, calling plays look like they were a little more ahead than what we saw in the Buffalo preseason game and things of that sort. So yeah, I mean he's he's dipping into his bag, and I'm sure as the season progresses, he's gonna show out, especially game one. I mean, at home, but we'll talk about that for the pre-game stuff. Can't um wait. yeah, I'm Can't excited wait. for it, dog. Hey, look,
1: anything else we missed?
0: I think that's it, man. Good first well,
1: half. If you guys are still watching the game, you know, continue watching. Uh Looks like the Colts just got another touchdown as we speak. Taken. Gardner Minshew passed to Kenyon Drake. Mm. So, yeah, like to see it. Gardner Minshew, high-quality backup. But, yeah, guys, we had to get something out after first half. Um, thank you for listening to the Colts cast tonight, today. Whenever you're listening to it, we're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, running any platform you use to listen to the podcast. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. I'll take care.